I'm Jamelin Steffen, and this is Want to Want It, episode number 38, Getting on the Same Page. Welcome to Want to Want It, a podcast for women of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints who are ready to ignite not only their sexual desire, but all of their desires to create a more fulfilling life and marriage. I'm Jamelin Steffen. I'm a certified life coach, a wife, and a mother of seven children. I'm excited to share my personal journey to desire with you and teach you how to desire more as well. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I'm really excited to be here today. I took a little bit of a holiday, and so I actually haven't recorded anything for a couple weeks. So it's been, I don't know, have I missed it? I actually have missed talking to you. It's been a nice break, but I'm glad to be back. Today, I want to talk about getting on the same page because I hear this from my clients often, and it has definitely been a discussion in my own marriage, this idea of we really need to get on the same page. Recently, I heard someone comment that when people say we really need to get on the same page, that's just code for you really need to see this my way. So today I want to talk about getting on the same page and kind of discuss if it's actually as necessary as we like to think that it is, and if it is, how to maybe do it more effectively. So why is it that we feel this need to be on the same page? What is it that drives this? What do we believe about ourselves or our spouse or our marriage when we think we're on the same page? So I think for some people, It means that they're united and that they have good communication and therefore they have a good marriage. Or it means that they're really compatible. You know, we think the same about things. We're so compatible. I think for some people, they like the idea of being on the same page because then it justifies how they think about things or their opinions. It makes them feel like, I'm right. If we're on the same page, it's because I'm right. I think sometimes it means that my husband or my wife thinks that I'm super smart or I'm a really good parent or a good steward of our money or very responsible. I I can believe that my spouse thinks really good things about me. When it comes to parenting, we can really get caught up in trying to be on the same page because then we believe that we're being consistent, right? That's such a huge buzzword in the parenting world, right? Consistency. We're consistent in our roles and we're consistent in our discipline. And obviously the very best of parents are the ones who are united in everything and are very consistent. Sometimes being on the same page might mean that we respect each other. We respect each other enough to not ever proceed with anything that would be disagreeable to the other person or that we're very united in our vision for our family and for our life together. So some of the reasons that I just gave, which is not an exhaustive list, but some of the reasons that I just gave are probably good reasons to be on the same page. But I think more often than not, the reason we really push hard to be on the same page is because of what I might call more selfish reasons, reasons that really aren't necessarily for the betterment of our marriage, but just so that we can feel good about ourselves, right? So this idea of When we're on the same page all the time, then I get to believe that we have a good marriage. Because if we're disagreeing or doing things differently, then I feel like I can't give myself permission to believe that this is a good marriage. 
right? Or if, if we're not on the same page, then I don't get to believe that we're actually compatible. I have to believe that we're a bad match and I don't want to think that. So I'm going to push hard for us to get on the same page so that we can be compatible. And I just have to quickly have a little rant about compatibility because I think so often we think compatibility means that we fit together just so nicely. We never bump into each other or have to bend for one another. But what if compatibility is more just about our ability to work together? Like to be able to express opinions, but to listen and compromise and to serve this higher purpose that we're working towards, like a happy marriage or a strong family or a big goal. And and that that's what actually compatibility is. It's not necessarily that we fit together so nicely and never do anything differently. It's just our ability to work well together. Anyways, that's a side rant. Sorry. Also, maybe we're thinking if we're on the same page and I always get to be right, then I really get to feel so good about myself because then I'm never wrong and I never have to bend or make concessions or think differently. I just get to believe I'm the best parent and always the person who's doing things right. So I think there's a lot of selfish reasons that we can get caught up in getting on the same page. And it becomes more about inflating our self-esteem and not really a way for us to work out our marriage and our relationship with one another. I do agree that often when we say to our spouse, we really need to be on the same page about this, we are coming from a place of, I want you to see this my way. I want you to agree with how I want to proceed. Could you please get on board with me? Because if this wasn't what we were feeling, if what really did matter to us was to be on the same page with our spouse, we would just jump onto their page, right? Wouldn't we? If the most important thing for me is to be on the same page as my husband, then it's actually super easy to do that. I just adopt his way as my way and we move forward. But that's not really what we want. More often than not, we are just wanting things our way. We want the control and we want to feel like we're doing it right. That validation that comes from knowing we're doing it right. This does not serve our marriage. Trying to convince or bully your spouse to see it your way and then to get onto your page is not effective because it's either going to create a ton of contention or your spouse just might decide to give up and agree just to get you out of his face and off of his back. Now, that is not going to go well because there's a ton of resentment that comes with that. And I'm not saying that being the person who gives up and rolls over and dies is somehow morally superior to the person who's pushing their agenda. I don't think it is. I think it's just another way to try and have control. And I think it creates a ton of resentment in your marriage because they're going to resent themselves for not standing up and kind of fighting for what they wanted or expressing what they wanted. And they're going to resent you for making it hard for them to do that. So it's really hard on a relationship to push so hard for people to get on your page. I personally think we put way too much stock in trying to be on the same page all the time. And I'm going to talk a little bit later about things that I actually think are good to be on the same page for. But overall, I don't think a married couple needs to be on the same page about as much as they think they do. I think it's actually okay to do things differently in a marriage. I think it's okay to not share the same opinions about everything. There are happily married couples who vote for different political parties. They're fine. I think there are happily married couples who discipline their children differently and load the dishwasher differently. Because a marriage is the uniting of two individuals. And the great challenge of any marriage is learning how to become one 
and still remain autonomous. We want to belong to one another, but we also want to still belong to ourselves. Marriage isn't about folding into one another and losing any sense of individuality. We aren't meant to become one another's clone. We're meant to work toward common goals in our individual ways. And it's good for your kids to have two different parents who do things differently and allow each other to do things differently. It's good for you to disagree and have differing opinions put on your path because this allows you to see the world and a perspective that maybe you've never considered. Two confident, happy, fulfilled individuals are so valuable for a marriage and a family, especially when they're working together toward common goals. And those are the things that I think are the most important things to get on the same page about, your common values and goals. The biggest thing I hear from my clients is they want to get on the same page with their husband when it comes to parenting. You know, they'll say, he's just way too lax at bedtime or he's too strict about chores. And then they'll say, we just really need to get on the same page about this because it's so hard on our kids. And maybe, maybe that's valid. But when I dig a little deeper and ask, what matters most to you as you raise your children? They say things like, I want them to be hardworking. I want them to be responsible and honest and to have integrity. And then I'll ask them, do you think those things matter to your husband as well? And they always say, of course. So then I say, are you not on the same page then, especially about the things that really matter? And then they have to acknowledge that, yes, they are on the same page. Maybe they go about teaching their children differently, but at the core, they are on the same page. They have the same goal. The things that you could say matter most matter to both of them. But they confuse their individuality as a parent with being on different pages. Again, if it matters to you to be on the same page about bedtime, okay, I'm going to help you out with that. But remember, your time and brain power are precious. And there are just certain hills not worth dying on and certain conversations not worth your time. So again, I do think there are some really core things that you do want to be on the same page about. Are you considering moving out of the country? I'd get on the same page about that. Do you want to go back to school? Probably a good idea to get on the same page about that. Are you considering leaving your faith tradition? and deciding how to navigate that in your marriage and with your kids. Probably a good idea to get on the same page about that. And I'm sure you could think of others that are really obvious things that will improve your marriage and its trajectory by being on the same page. My challenge to you, though, is to stop looking at everything as needing that kind of consideration because I just don't think it does. So if you do have something that you feel like genuinely need to be on the same page about, here are some suggestions. And I want you to know they are just that. These are just suggestions. These are things that I have done, things that I have seen, and things that I have found effective for me and the other people that I have observed. So take them as the free advice they are. First of all, if you believe in God and in his divine assistance, start by saying a prayer by yourself. It's good to pray together if you want to, but... I just always go and say a prayer by myself when I know there's a conversation that has to happen. And it's not just because I'm trying to pray that we'll find a solution. I'm praying for humility. Because whenever we're going into a conversation with anybody, we want the resistance to the conversation to be really low. 
And if I'm defensive or they're defensive, the resistance is high and we can't get anywhere. So I know that I need to be able to swallow my pride and I need to be able to be open, open to the spirit and open to what my husband is going to say. And I want my resistance to be low. And so I pray for that humility to be with me. And the prayer gives me divine help and also the reminder in my brain, I am trying to be humble here. So that when I go into that conversation with my husband or we go in with your wife or whoever, then I'm able to do what Stephen Covey suggests, which is to seek to understand first. So I genuinely want you to go into that conversation with the desire to understand where your spouse is coming from. Allow them to read their page to you and explain it. Ask them questions and not snarky questions, genuine questions. Tell me more about that. I don't understand what that means. What do you mean when you say that? Tell me about that. Ask questions. Encourage them to explain more. And take opportunity to repeat back to them what you think you're understanding. And don't feed it back like a robot. Genuinely say, this is what I think you're saying. Am I right? And if not, ask them to clarify and really genuinely try and understand. If they express something that you think is ridiculous, that's a ridiculous worry, or they shouldn't even be afraid of that, just try and put yourself in their shoes. Why is it that they're afraid of that? What has been their experience in the past that's created that for them? Just be as open as you possibly can to hearing where they're coming from and be open to the possibility that they are right and that what they suggest is the path you should take. Then I want you to take opportunity to explain your perspective, but again, not from a place of being defensive or trying to convince him that you're right or her that you're right. Just explain it in a way to help them understand your side. Again, we're trying to keep resistance low. So just explaining where you're coming from. And be honest. Like, be super honest. You may discover as you're talking that you have fear and that it's the fear that's making it so that you feel so unbending. Say that. I'm afraid. I'm afraid that if we do this, this is what's going to happen. I'm afraid if I take this position this is what will happen. Be honest about it. Be open about it. Or maybe you'll discover that you're trying to control something that you actually have no control over. As you talk, you may discover, oh, I see that I want to be sure that our kids never make a mistake. And I see that I actually can't control that. And just be honest about it. Being honest and open will help your spouse be honest and open back. And it will help you both to come to a better decision because you're clear on what's happening. And it's possible that you're right. But be open to discussion because that's really what you have to do then is you're going to have to discuss. If this is new for you, having a discussion without having a fit between both of you, you might not do it awesome. And that's okay. And it's okay to take a break. It's okay to say, I'm getting totally defensive and I don't want this to be contentious. I just need a break. I do want to finish this conversation. I want us to come to a decision, but I have to take myself away for a minute. It's fine. If you lose your mind, apologize. You can always start again. This is just a practice that we have to get better at because sometimes we're really practiced at contentious conversations. 
that if you are really wanting to come to an agreement and to get on the same page, you are going to have to be willing to bend and to consider things and to be open. So once you've kind of gone through this process, one of four things is going to happen in the end. First, you might just agree to disagree. You may discover that it's actually okay for us not to be on the same page about this. It's not that big of a deal. And I'm going to have respect for him and allow him to do it how he wants. And I'm going to keep doing it how I want. And we're okay. The second thing that might happen is you might see that your spouse is right. After listening to them and considering what they had to say, you might decide, oh, I'm going to get on your page, actually. I think it is the thing to do. Or the third thing that might happen is your spouse might see that you're right and they may get onto your page. But the fourth outcome is really the most likely outcome. And that really is that to be on the same page, you're most likely going to be somewhere completely new for both of you. Because often if it really matters to get onto the same page, it's going to mean finding a clean sheet of paper and writing a new page together, making concessions, leaning on the strengths of one another and allowing it to be imperfect. So the fourth outcome really is the most likely that you're going to end up on a totally different page that neither of you saw before. I don't want to give the impression that it's never a good idea to strive to be on the same page because I do think there is so much value in it. But I think it can become a distraction from what's most important if we get tied up in always trying to be on the same page. I think it can be a really good excuse to not make a decision, right? Well, we just aren't on the same page about it, so I guess we can't move forward day after day, year after year, right? It's a distraction. Or I think it can distract us from focusing on what matters most and what actually holds value for our family and for our marriage. If you feel like you aren't great at having good, calm, open conversations, I can help you with that. Book a free 25-minute session with me and I can help you start to learn how to approach these differences and these different conversations in your marriage in a way that is productive instead of damaging. There is a link in the show notes. Click on it and come and meet with me. I'd love to talk to you and I'd love to help you. Thank you so much for listening today. I appreciate so much the kindness and the feedback and the support. You're all fantastic and wonderful. Have a great week. Bye. Thanks for listening today. If you like what you hear on the podcast and you'd like to learn more, feel free to head over to my website, jamelandstephancoaching.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook at jamelandstephancoaching.